Hello and welcome again to just another Liverpool podcast with me, your host, Stuart Jones, and co-host... Matt Wood. And returning guest... Matt Norton. On our podcast, we discuss how Liverpool have fared in the latest Premier League fixture, given our views and opinions on that performance. We also review how other game week results went, finally finishing on our fantasy football scores, which, if they carry on being so low, we may drop that from the podcast or axe in the feet so now to Liverpool uh, versus Southampton an emphatic 4-0 win goals coming from the Ox Captain Hendo and a double (laughs) from the Egyptian King putting us 22 points clear of City and crucially and potentially meaning we may win the title in March can I just ask something before we start talking about the game and that what are you going to do with the intro on the next podcast when I'm not I know, we've got when some I'm bad news, Matt, he's away. You'll have to like rethink your whole script then, won't you? Get a tip out. I'll be fine, we'll cope, won't you, Norton? We will, I'll step well, up. Well, welcome again, Matt we'll Call, call him interim co-host. Interim co-host. <laughs> just, so then you just don't have to put one word into the change on your intro. You might not like your back. You might, you might be that, yeah. you know, power mad daddy. Uh, yeah. So, um yeah, welcome again, I'm, Norton. I'm looking forward to Norton's stat of the week this week. <laughs> I know, he's got a long list here, hasn't he? God. Um, right, performance against Southampton. What do we think, boys? Game of two halves, wasn't it? Old, uh, old saying, but it very much was, I think. And first half, we struggled with the sort of press. I think Southampton pressed as well, which we kind of expected as a clock draw attention to that in the press conference. Uh, but we just were a bit sloppy in possession and not quite... Quite the races. Yeah, definitely at the back, I thought, yeah, in the yeah. first half. And second half came out, and Klopp must have got a few words, and bar the Ings situation, which I'm sure we'll talk about a bit more about. Yes, yeah, decisions. I think, um, yeah, second half, you know, it always helps, doesn't it, coming out, getting that early goal that the Ox did. Um, you know, it completely favoured I think as soon as, you, game, I think as, soon as we, yeah, uh, like you say, favours our game, as soon as you draw a team out and we can sort of getting behind them and counter attack it sort of just plays into our hands doesn't it really yeah big time yeah I didn't think it was anywhere near a 4-0 game like they were that they were well in that game for a large part of it mm-hmm. um, when I was watching it I kept thinking back to like when it, obviously they got like battered 9-0 didn't they in that that um, game against Leicester earlier in the season I was just thinking there was like they just looked a completely different team to me from that from that game. Yeah. Um, they've obviously come on leaps and bounds since then, so it's credit to them, really. And they, they did have, like, a lot of chances in the game. Like, towards the end of the first half, like, they, if anything, were on top and, like, you know, getting the opportunities um, or more clear-cut yeah, clear opportunities than what, than what we were. I think there was a couple of instances where... We were a bit sloppy in possession. I think uh, Ox give give the ball away uh, at one point, and Firmino, Firmino played a, a through ball straight to uh, Danny Ings. I think at one point as well. So they were definitely well in the game. I think four 0 flatters us a little bit, but at the same time, you've got to applaud how how clinical we were in in certain moments to um to 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 get into that position really. So yeah, I think that's the big difference and change this season where like previous seasons we haven't been that clinical like we've had to have a lot of chances maybe only you know bundled one in but then the other team have had chances and mm. 
you know we've conceded. I don't think there's. A, this is just from off the top of my head, but I don't think there's many teams who we've played against this season who have had like two up front and really put our like centre backs under pressure. Like Danny Ings and um, Shane Long were. It wasn't like one of them was dropping in and like just they were leaving one up. Like both were really like pushing forward and it was actually causing us um quite a few problems and probably not something that we've had a lot to to deal with this season. Probably teams well, a lot of teams probably aren't used to it. You know, that's the thing, like teams now are used to especially a back four, they're used to just really defending against one mm. man. Possi- obviously then you've got like wing backs or the wingers trying to attack you. But yeah, you you don't really see the conventional. I think Shane Long as well and Danny Ings are two players that are known for sort of work rate as well. Yeah, they probably complement each other quite well in that aspect of. Yeah, hounding the the back four all the time, not giving them any time. I think obviously the flip side to that is what like the first goal is like critical, isn't it? Because when we go one nil up, we might talk about you know, the the whole uh, incident for the first goal, but like that kind of goes out the window then the system's a bit because it is just like a a kind of routine 4-4-2 that they're playing like they're then like a bit too open aren't they then for us to then just yeah. be able to count we're going to push on a bit more haven't they and open up space yeah there was a moment I think it, it was either 1-0 or 2-0 and I jotted that I jotted down in my notes when I was watching it like goal of the season um, had it actually been allowed um, I think Salah was like just offside, but there was a passage of play where they they were pushing forward. We ended up getting the ball at the back with Allison, played the ball out from the back, three four passes, and then we were away. And Firmino slid in uh, Salah, and he just he timed his run um, a little bit late. But it was a it was a brilliant move, but probably a good example of where they'd had to push up a little bit, leaving. Yeah. Leaving leaving the space. the space then, yeah, for us to exploit. And I think that was the case on like the um the third and and the fourth goals as well, really. We were sort of like, you know, we had a lot of um space to go in um behind. Yeah. Yeah. Pass by Henderson as well to sell the Hellings a tremendous way to pass. and just slipped in nicely and just sort of took it on a nice little finish over the goalkeeper. Yeah, uh, I think it shows you that Sal's confidence is on the up at the moment recently. He didn't sort of hesitate, he just sort of Knew what he was going to do and executed it very yeah. well. He's getting up there in the in the um, top goal scoring charts as well now. I noticed. I think he's on. Um, I think he's got fourteen and Vardy's on seventeen now. So yeah. quietly, you know, he's 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 getting up there as Just well. Think when Mane's up there, scores. he sort of takes on responsibility more. I was going to say that you know, obviously we had got Mane out injured, mm. and you know, Salah has come out again, hasn't he? Come out yeah. the shadows, you know, in a way, and you know, he's because we spoke the, after the Wolves game on our last podcast about. He was greedy against Wolves. But do you yes. think part of him thought, you see Manny go off injured and thought, right, if Manny's not here, I've got to sort of be the one to go and get the goal. Take that and mantle and, yeah. I think, I think he's, he's, he's done. He's stepped up the last couple of games, I think. He has, yeah, definitely. But he's a, to be fair to him, he's always a player with confidence, isn't he? Because yeah, he does going. try a lot of things, yeah. a lot of it, time it doesn't come off. Mm, but yeah, keep that, going. Exactly, he does keep going. Do you want to talk about the two VAR decisions then? Liverpool. <laughs> well, the thing is, uh, a lot of tension's been on the, the Ings one more so than the Firmino oh, yeah, one, that, I think, and the press the thing. things. But if that first one's given, it's a different game, isn't Do it? Do you actually think that that. Uh, I always say this, like, oh, we're biased, etc. But do you actually really think that that Danny Ings penalty shout was like a stonewall penalty? No. It wasn't I actually a... don't think it was. No? 
It's a 50-50. If like he's going down. You, it looks like he's going down already from the momentum of him. I, I just... can't see any contact. That's the thing, yeah. I think, I think he sees Fabinho's foot and anticipates the contact and always sort of puts him out of stride is, and sort of yeah. trips over his own feet in a way. There's but, a little bit yeah. of contact on the way through, but I think it's his momentum more than anything that's taken him down. Like, I don't think it's as blatant as what people are no, I think making it was given... out. I think there's, a, there's this agenda, isn't it, at the moment of like, all as I just said, like, Liverpool... Like people keep going on about because they're like, well, this, you know, yeah. the, well, league, people, the league's rigged and we're getting yeah, all exactly. these decisions. Well, people have got to try like, and find something, haven't they? They can't, you know, have the fact that we are absolutely yeah, exactly that, that type of thing. Just, just, it's got to be an excuse into, yeah. to people's yeah, agenda, doesn't it? Twenty-two points worth of excuses now. Haven't well, what so. would you say was more of a penalty that or well, the Firmino one? For, for me, the Firmino one. It's you can't. There's no argument for it. Is there no? How are you going to defend the defender? Yeah. He grabs him and pulls him down. The only thing yeah. is, because it happens that quick, was was he going to reach that ball anyway? Well, does that matter? But, exactly. It's it not going to play, has it? It's still in play. It's still that mm. ball's. It's See, not like ten yeah. yards away. That ball's that close, to close to him, yeah. and he's been pushed. Yeah. See, this is going to prove how unbiased I'm being here, because I, I I actually think that one's a bit fifty fifty as well, because he doesn't like. He does slightly lean on him, but it's not like... Oh, yeah, I'm not saying it's a stone wall. Or he's gone means, down but... quite easily, hasn't he? Like, I think they're both of it 50-50. Like... I think they are, but I'm more in, inclined to give the penalty for Mino because of... Because you are being biased. No. Because uh, Shane Long's there with his two hands, you can see it. On his shoulders. Yeah. yeah. I think definitely right. If it was right on his head and yeah. you know, he's gone like... You've, Absolutely, like st- that's goal scoring opportunity. Mm. Like I don't know the exact ins and outs of the rules and stuff around that type of thing, but you you think that's more of an obvious decision than if it's like right plumb on his head. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was like a lit. I just thought the was it enough for him to go down? I suppose like footballers now are like are quite savvy to just take any bit of contact and go down. So maybe it is, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, which but, players stuck out for you, Matty? I know, I know who you're going to say I, already. We talk quite. right talking about your agenda and everything like that. I, I think haven't we got need, an agenda. Not your agenda. We need, make, we well, need to dedicate at least twenty minutes to Jordan way. Henderson every single week. When, when are you always you next? I know, yeah. <laughs> now, see ya. It's gonna become the Jordan Henderson podcast if I had no, my way. I think you are getting a little bit carried away. Don't get me wrong. We're talking about the football of the year, eh? Yeah, this is what I'm saying. We're talking about Sir Jordan On current form, very current form, yeah. Henderson's looking great, you know, he's the one in the headlines. But we can't just, like, all of a sudden forget about what what preceded him this season. Like, Manny's scored a lot of our goals, like, important Mm. goals this season. You know, Salah? Yeah. What if Salah, like, scores in every game now? I I do actually think it's more of a... I think this season... I suppose you could say it's a bit last season as well, but I do think it's more of a collective. Like you could, everyone, everyone's chipped in at various stages. Like, yeah, well, no we, we were saying stuff. even the goalkeepers. You know, Allison's done well, but Adrian during his spell did yeah. really well, yeah. and then like Trent's played really, really well this season. Well, Van no, Dijk has been amazing. Goals. This is Salah's highest goal scorer. Yeah, same with Trent again. He's on this like ten assists. Yeah, this season. I think Firmino's on seven assists now, so he's only three behind him. Mm, yeah. um, I just think there's no one, no there's one no that stands cuts. out yeah. massively. Yeah. I, I think, think so, yeah. and Matty agree with him for sure, but 
I mean, Jordan Henderson, he's, well. he's, he's, he's a Mr. <laughs> Consistency. He's always does a job. He's a good leader. And in seasons gone by... No, but it's a better consistency now. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I think seasons gone by, he's always sort of six out of seven. He'll give you six out of seven every game. Mm-hmm. Where this season, I think he's stepped up to a sort of at least an eight every game. Yeah. And it's very yeah. hard to find a game where he, he's got probably... Do you, you, do you, you agree, ten. The important <laughs> thing here, Norton, is do you agree, Matty? He's dead. Yeah, what I, what I was going to say is, I think he's like... A, he's... Because he is the captain, I think he's quite symbolic for the team overall. And I think that's why he's, there's a bit more focus on him as well. Yeah. I think it helps that he's getting a few assists and goals now. Because that, that puts yeah. your name in lights a bit more. Because that's what you could he's always gone bash on. Henderson with. That's yeah. what I always said about Henderson, to be fair. My, my, my minor criticism of Henderson in the past was that he he didn't really contribute enough, like... He didn't contribute enough like goals wise, but he's even starting to do that now, like with the assist and go- because if you think about it in this game, the Southampton get he'd been playing number six holding midfield for the last half many games. First done game that, back done that role really well. Yeah, first I mean. game back a bit further forward. He's on the score sheet, he's got another assist. It's like seamless transition. Yeah, he's always been a technically good player. That's that's a strange thing. You think of a goal against Chelsea, it was yeah. Chelsea a couple he's, of seasons oh, ago. Yeah. And he scored one against. Really yeah, good. this is this is. Oh, sorry to cut you up, Martin. <laughs> this has always been my like thing with him because like. Don't worry, no, he won't <laughs> be doing that next week. <laughs> because there was that goal. Do you remember the goal he scored against Man City as well? Mm. I think. 2014 or 15 or something like that like I think it was Rodgers last season and mm. he, it was an absolute worldy goal so you can tell like when he does that you think yeah. it, it's in his locker yeah. it's not like it's not there but we just haven't seen like that type of goal on a regular basis so then you know he leaves himself maybe like open to criticism when he doesn't like contribute for assists and goals so he's needed to like really work hard to a point where he's a key part in like a winning machine so people are starting to put two and two together now thinking hang on a minute the team's winning every single week and this guy's like a key cog yeah. in all of it so I just think that the team's probably performance is then well, helping him a little bit we know Matty's player of the season is already even though the season's not finished but who else is up there then? Like, no, probably uh, Allison as well I think he's already, he missed quite a big chunk of the season at the start but He's got the most, he's got the, most, the joint most clean sheets in the league, and he's missed nine games. So I think that's six yeah, volumes for his performance yeah. of the season. And again, I said some of the things in the last podcast, but he made some good saves against Southampton. But it's his position, positional again. He sort of he never makes anything look too fancy or too complicated. He's just got good feet, good movements, yeah. and anticipates things well. He comes on his line quickly. Perfect goalkeeper. Yeah, he is. He is that's what, what he, he is, wants. isn't he? That's what he wants. Yeah. Good, does, good does Van Dijk get in there? So, so if we have to pick a top well, three... Well, the, the, the point I'm trying to make here is, like, I think, you know, there's a number of players there that could definitely warrant it. Like, I think Van Dyke's been every bit as good this season that he has last season, and yeah. he won the, the player of the season last season. But I just think it's more focused on Henderson because he's a, a kind of overall symbol for the team. And I do... Not that it should be, like, oh, he deserves it because he's been there so long, but I think there is a degree of, like fair play to the guy for like actually really like Stick getting his head down and like getting to a point now where he has come through that criticism he is getting appreciated well, at one point wasn't he really trying to pawn him off to Fulham as part of the Clint Dempsey deal yeah that's that's mentioned that's mentioned quite a lot but in that, that that's another example there because he it's he, he pretty much it? got told yeah. that 
you go. You, you can go. And yeah. he turned around and said, well, no, actually, I want to stay. Mm-hmm. It would have been easy for him to go, well, actually, yeah, like, yeah. I can just go to... That's the thing. He has had, like, a lot of adversity, like, so that he was trying to get pushed out the door. He's always had this comparison yeah. with Gerard. you know, well, you'll never live up to him. Yeah. But he's doing it his own way. He is who he is, and I think... Like I've said in the previous podcast, especially recently, where it's con- he's definitely a confidence player. I think the past couple of years, it's probably helped with Klopp as well, the way he is around players, player management. Yeah. I think he's just riding on a wave now, Henderson. I don't think, like, there's no player who he'll come up against and think, you're better than me. I, like, I, I'm having you today. Yeah. You're not going to play better than me today. You know, like those yeah. kind of like uh, one-on-one battles with someone. Mm. He'll always like favour himself over that player, and I think he, you know, he, that's the thing. Like I said before, the critique with Henderson was, you know, what else can he do? You know, he's okay. He's all right trying to break up the play. You know, safe passes, mm. but like now he's bringing the play of like, you know, he's cut, he's setting up goals, he's scoring goals. You know, his influence on the team is so much more. You know. He's definitely up there in my estimations now of mm. potentially winning player of the season. He has come a long way, hasn't he? Is there any players outside of Liverpool who come into the I think Kevin De Bruyne's the only... He's the only one that one comes to my really, mind. Yeah. But even Nery, I think even recently his performance has pitted off. Co- coincided with my fancy football captain pick, but yeah. coincidence. We'll come on to that. <laughs> um, yeah, Bobby's performance... In that game, getting three assists. I'm just like the conductor. The, the only thing that's missing at the moment, I think, is another thing I wrote down somewhere. Is like, is him scoring a goal at Anfield this season? It's like one of those like weird like occurrences that you don't know quite how it's happened. It's like because he has been, you know, he's away from home. He scored quite a few goals, hasn't he? And it's not like his performances have not been like up to scratch. He got three assists in that game and. He's like, it's just, it's one of them where the ball's not quite falling for him. Or I think back to that United game when he he scored that that one where he just bent it in the bent it in the corner and then they they disallowed it. Yeah. Like he's just not quite going for him at Anfield. There was one chance in that game as well where I think he might have been offside. To be fair, but it was like one on with the keeper and he like tried to take a touch round him and a bit wide. Yeah, and the keeper yeah. ended up blocking it. He's just saying, oh, this is like gonna go on and on here, but. Do you think he gets the credit he deserves? Do you want them players a bit like of just a couple of years ago? Do you think where he's... Nah, I don't no, I think, yeah, I think, it. yeah, definitely. You can I tell, like... I know from yeah. Liverpool fans, I mean, sort of the Oh, I wider. think pundits as yeah. well. He's, he's Brazilian, if it was Hendine, yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> um, so, can we go unbeaten then? Yeah. 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 I think the, the biggest problem for me is probably going to be if we get towards sort of five or six games to go, we're still in the Champions League. Yeah. Do we... Bring the play some of the kids and rest yeah. players. I've got a feeling the way Klopp and he's shown it with obviously the FA Cup game uh, replay is that he doesn't he doesn't care about records no. and like what you sh- you know oh this is what you I think he'll do. care yeah. about the he league record though he probably wouldn't say it but I reckon he would. I, well, I hope that's what I'm hoping, but I've got a feeling you know if you've got a semi final, you know against whoever Real Madrid, Man City, and you know you've got that league game against whoever, Bournemouth, Palace, you know, mm. a few days before it, you're going to rest it, aren't you? You know, if the league's tight, the think league will be tight. The record up. I want, I think we'll get, is the most points in a Premier League season. 
Because to me, that means more than going unbeaten and away. What's the record? 100? 100. We can do it, we can yeah. do it comfortably. There was what, if we lose the game, we can still yeah. That's what I mean, like that. Comfortable. Yeah, but I think if we can go unbeaten and the way we are, we're, we're not even drawing. Yeah. If we can draw, maybe draw two yeah. or three... I can't see that ever. There's a few thing. mental stats mm. going. I'm surprised Norton, the stat man, hasn't brought these to the table yet. But um, there's only got about two lives <laughs> of, um, of notes. Um, Busy weekend. Yeah, but compared the, to my essay, the one that jumped out to me was the the biggest winning margin, and that at the moment the margin is 22, and the biggest winning margin was. Um, I think it was the same season that you talking about 100 points was 19 from Man City. Uh, yeah. So that's another like record potentially we could get. And this at the moment is the biggest mark. I think it's the biggest margin that there's ever been in the English top flight. Yeah, the Premier, ever. Premier Yeah, the top yeah. flight is it. I think like Premier League I think, day. I think it was like ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At this, you know, at any stage of a season. I think another one is is. Um, how many games to spare as a team won the league? No one's won it in March, have they? Nobody's won it in March, but like City have won it with five games to go. So you know we're gonna, you know, yeah. carry on the way we are. Going to smash yeah. that as well. Yeah. The only horrible game that I can see is the Man City away one, because I know that that's the forty ninth game, <laughs> which would be the one to level uh, the, the unbeaten record. Yeah. I could just I I can see it now just being a horrible get because if there's what I think they've completely gone now and they have been for a while Man City yeah. but if there's a game where they're gonna get up for it I think it'll be like a point that one against yeah there'll be one of like prove a point against us mm-hmm. I can I can just see it being a bit of a horrible game yeah that's the only one that kind of worries me all of the other games I'm thinking will be absolutely fine everyone but, talks about some going unbeaten and obviously the Invincibles at Arsenal but. Everyone's going to remember that season. Arsenal had 90 points at the end of the season. And in recent seasons, that wouldn't be enough to win the league. And it's, you know, it's interesting that sort of everyone makes out that was a great, great team. Mm. But, yeah. you know, I think it's in, the con- yeah, it's in the context of that era, wasn't it? Like, yeah. that was just unprecedented at that yeah. time. Whereas now, the last few years, Man City have raised the bar oh, right definitely. up. We can go like, and beat could... and not win. You know, we can go and beat and not win the Premier League. We lost, we lost one game last season and didn't win it. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, for me, it's it's... It's it's nice. It's a novelty, but it's not a be all yeah. end all. I think at the start, like most points, is is more important to me because you know, if you're looking at great sides, I mean, how can you argue with the side that's got the most points? I think that's so just... you rather take more point. You'd I'll, rather I'll take the points record than going unbeaten. I'll take both. You know, you're going after points on the end of the day. Not going unbeaten. You know, you could draw thirty eight games in a season and get relegated. You know, yeah. So you'd rather take a hundred and one points over. I think the undefeated sounds better, doesn't it? I'd rather go undefeated. I'm yeah. trying to. I just think I think you I think if you go undefeated, then you're gonna do that record anyway, and that's a gimme. I just can't. You can't just draw in like you have to draw in like five, six games. I can't see that happening. Could, could happen. Hundred <laughs> points from hundred and two points available. I think it's a record. So uh, mm. moment, so I don't think. Yeah. yeah, that's just great, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's just fantastic yeah. to see. Yeah. Are we gonna win it at Goodison then? I hope so. Let's see. Have you seen City's fixtures? I was saying this the yeah. other week. They're gonna drop more points. I know the next. They one... got United away. They have yeah. got Chelsea. Yeah. The next one's West Ham, but then I think have they got Leicester? They have got Leicester away. Yeah. yeah. They're, gonna... 
they're going to drop more points. Yeah. Like, there's, just, there's, there's a realistic chance, right? It'd be great. And they were always going to drop points great. when the Champions League kicks off again because they know, know the title's oh. gone. Yeah. So he's going to he's going to really players. rest players because yeah. he's got he's got to focus on they're, the Champions League. They're going to like empty the ground, aren't they? Yeah, I think Antonio oh, likes yeah. us as well, so he'll give us a guard of honor. <laughs> Maybe by himself, like. But... <laughs> oh God, it's it is comedy, like all of these scenarios that could happen. Because you're right, you know, it could. Let's go mad and even assume we we could win it before Everton, and you know mm-hmm. it'd be the guard of honor. Palace. Or we could win it at Everton, and you know, go to Man City and we get a guard of honor there. Like there's so many different scenarios where it's just gonna be like, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Um, right. The rest of the game week 25 results um, will kick off with Everton uh, coming coming back and, you know, 2-0 two, two down in the first half, then 2-all before half-time and then going down to 10 men and then actually winning the game. Um, I think that's basically the... That'll be their DVD of the uh, season. Yeah, they're on the, the bus after us, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, that'll be a given, that. But um yeah, even with like Watford's like upturn in form, uh since uh, Nigel Pearson's got in, um yeah, he still sits second from bottom. It was poor it was poor defending there, wasn't it? Two of the goals. Yeah. It was Cathcart I think picked up Nina. Yeah, the biggest the first player. goal he gets nowhere near him and two minutes later, exactly the same thing. You think you'd say to defenders, you know, I'm struggling here, lads, can someone else come on in with me or swap? Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't like to have been in the dressing room after no. that with Pearson, like he must yeah. have really rolled him for that, yeah. you know. Come on, that, yeah. like players on the pitch, you, you know, you put two men on yeah. the biggest yeah. man, don't you? It's just far too easy. Which player was it that he grabbed like by the neck? Do you remember a few years ago? I'm just trying to think. I was like, I've on the floor. Who was it? Oh, Pearson. Do you remember? I remember. I remember the pod you want with that whole player. David um, Myler. Yeah, Myler. Butter them. Oh, what was Pearson? Who was that with? Oh, I can't really remember. Good on that one. Yeah, I can't. Remember. It was on the pitch. I just, I just, I, just, yeah. I had that was. image in my head when you were talking about Pearson just like losing his head. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's Everton's DVD release uh, for the season there. Um, jump on to another, you know, great comeback. West Ham against uh, Brighton. Uh, Moisey's hammers uh, blowing a three-one lead at home as well. Uh, basically keeps both team, both teams in the relegation dogfight. So with relegation as well, you didn't mention our next three games are against the actual bottom three. It stands. Oh, they're brilliant, aren't they? Watford, Norwich and West Ham. Actual bottom three is our next three fixtures. Yeah, like... And then Bournemouth after that. Yeah. We're yeah, fifth from bottom. It's brilliant, isn't it? You say that though, but sometimes I think we actually drop a level yeah, in because, some teams. Cause... Well, that's the thing, they've got something to fight for, yeah. haven't they? So you know you're going to be in a tough game, but they are where they are. That's yeah. why, because they're so poor. I think Matty mentioned before about Man City's running fixtures as well. It's sort of... I know. It's quite rosy, isn't it? It's, it's brilliant. Mm. Okay, so I think we might win the league. I know. Yeah, maybe. Just think. <laughs> um, Bournemouth uh, winning 2-1 um, at the Vitality against uh, Villa. Um, massive win for Bournemouth. Um, that could be like the upturn of their season. Um, and yeah, but Villa and Bournemouth still in that mix um, for the bottom three. Um, a little side one. Do you think Grealish, he'll get in the England team off his performances this season? Yeah, I hope so. I think he deserves it. It's the thing is, he's one of them players that needs a big fish in a small pond. Yeah, and it, you know until he makes he's outgrown. He's oh, outgrown yeah. it, hasn't he, at Villa? Yeah. So I've only seen like the highlights of that game, but everything seemed to just go through him. Every chance yeah. he had, every every attacking threat was was through him. Yeah, uh, and I think in the summer he definitely needs to move. 
Yeah. Regardless if they stay up or not, I think. Mm. I it think... reminds me of Lalanne, actually, a little bit. Yeah. But, like, you know, like, there's, like, been rumours, oh, yeah, you'll go to, you know, you could possibly go to Liverpool. But I think we were talking about it the Master. other week. Oh, well, yeah. Well, it's coming from Andy Gray. I heard that he was... Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that was a reliable source there. Um, but he, I, I don't oh, think... God. I think we mentioned it on a previous podcast, but I don't think that type of player we're going to see at Liverpool now. No, that's a tough one. We talked about transfer last time. It is a tough one because the standard's so high, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's hard you mean to get like into that type of player where yeah, he can fit in he can fit in along the front well I think that's the the hope isn't it that he can mm. fill in he's got seven and a half million on like Greenwich Greenwich should be, do that. yeah Greenwich would be about 60 million being English wouldn't he I'm playing just playing devil's advocate yeah, yeah. no doesn't Grealish Grealish is more central isn't he behind he played left on the left side for Aston Villa for part of the season and things he's been mm. flexible but I think the price tag will just price us out with that deal to be honest yeah yeah, yeah. Um. Leicester, Chelsea, uh, two all there. Um, Leicester had two guilt edge chances as, as well uh, when it was two all to take the three points, but fluffed the lines. Um, Leicester have gone off the boil a bit, haven't they? Gone off the boil, but would you say Leicester, yeah, top four, Chelsea? Oh, yeah. Top yeah, four? Would mm. Chelsea keep that? Looks, looks good to me, yeah. Like City and Leicester are like just in a bit of a lull in the sense that like they're not really under pressure for like top four or anything and obviously they're not going for the league so yeah there's probably going to be like a bit of a natural drop off isn't there in intensity mm. uh palace Sheffield united uh Sheffield united winning one nil um you know chef united keep on getting these results potential getting into europe mm. uh for the first season back in the premier league um, yeah, it was a massive error by uh, Gaita, Keita, Gaita, 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 um, to give Sheffield United a you know a gift of three points. Um, I was thinking, do you think teams will work out Sheffield United for next season? I think so. I think we've seen it previously with teams, haven't we? And, yeah, and that's what's worked them out. But whether the actual enthusiasm be hundred and hundred percent, so it might drop off a little bit, being a bit sort of. In the Premier League season, a bit more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah that that accompanied what you Feet said. Under the table no, and all that. To expect a little bit as well. Yeah. I think it doesn't yeah. take much. I think to. I think that the 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 playing well, like the positioning in the table is well above, like their par, isn't it? Like mm. I think it's a little bit of a mix of like they're outperforming themselves and like some of the other bigger teams like aren't doing as well so that's kind of why they find themselves in that position like you can't imagine Arsenal being where they are next season can you nah no, so like oh, yeah. you know <clears throat> if everything went you know to form like by the the quality of the players and everything like that you would think that there probably will be a bit of a and they're def- definitely a obviously with the transfer window they're definitely trying to push to like uh, get that European place because they've obviously made the Few five, signings, five signings, I think. Yeah. Was, yeah. So they, you know, they really, you know, they're not resting on the laurels. They mm. really want to try and push. Well, Literally the big chance, isn't it? I think it's yeah. It's now they know that they're safe, bit. aren't they? So yeah. they know that they can spend that bit of Premier League yeah. money because they know they're obviously not going to go yeah, down. Yeah, almost eating to the summer's budget. Yeah. Like. So yeah, uh, good on them. Um, right, here we go then. Um, Newcastle Norwich nil nil. United Wolves, yeah, nil nil. Let's talk. Let's. You not want to talk about Bruno Fernandes. Bruno, um, if you want to, are you a fan? 
Well, I watched I watched the game and just um, I thought it was just quite interesting because they brought this player in, but it's like it's it's almost as if they think like they sign this one player and he, yeah he's yeah. gonna fix like all the problems, and it was like he was getting the ball, but he. Like the play, you could already tell. Like the players around him probably weren't up to the the level that he was looking for, and like making the type of runs that he he'd be able to pick them out with. Uh, right. But he looked he looked like all right to be fair. But he got a goal as well, didn't he? In the transfer deadline day. Yeah. Oh who, god. Who, yeah. Mark, who Mark Bosnich today said could be the next Eric Cantona. True quote. Well, Bosnich has snorted a lot of things <laughs> up his nose, hasn't he, in the past time? So, yeah, I wouldn't take anything that he says seriously. Um, yeah, it was just a, it's a view of Stuart Church. <laughs> but come on, that signing is obviously a desperation oh, signing. Yeah, yeah. You know, they were after Danny Ings, um, they were after Josh King. Josh King was yeah, everybody in the league. That shows that, that I was saying to somebody the other day that shows that the difference between Liverpool and United at the moment and the state oh, of the two yeah. clubs. The fact that they're scratching round yeah. to try yeah, on deadline day yeah. to go for any it's that classic like football manager approach, isn't it? Like when you <laughs> yeah, when yeah. you when you forward the game and it ticks along like 10, 15 minutes or something like that, and you're just putting bids in for like Every single forward, like on the game, and <laughs> to see which one comes yeah, off. Yeah, like that's what it's like. It's ridiculous. No. But like Liverpool have been so good in the transfer market, like recent years, like getting the business done early under the radar a lot of the time as well. Minamino again yeah, this time, this time around, like when you know we oh we signed him before January, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. And then officially went yeah. went through the first day, first and then that was it. Then mm. there's no like panic or anything yeah. like that. It's all well prepared. Well, I Whereas always, United, it's yeah. all last minute. Well, I always remember United like under Ferguson. They'd always like who was the best player in the league, and they just go out and sign him, and like just like the difference now, like like so that the like, thing is though they haven't got the. They haven't got the pulling power. Oh, no. They? Yeah. It's just completely so gone. I think the fact there's so much money through the, through the league. You've got someone like Josh King, you know, a few seasons ago. Manchester United went for Josh King. It's a done deal, isn't it? That's the thing, yeah. But now it's Bournemouth have got enough money. About mm. the yeah. themselves. They're saying, no, we think we know he's our player. He's on That's the, the thing. The playing field now is a lot more level. Yeah. You know, a lot of teams now in the Premier League have got mm. money to sustain themselves with. Yeah. They don't have yeah. to sell. The big one they missed out on was... United. Haaland oh yeah he's a treasure oh, player seven up. goals eight goals and he came on his first game came on and scored a hat-trick yeah, yeah. Seven, I think it's like seven goals in three games it's like I, he, he looks so ridiculous yeah. but I've only really seen against playing against us and yeah. just clips of his like goals and stuff but he just looks he's like just a natural finisher isn't talent. he well, you think that's yeah. an, like I don't know what happened exactly there but that is like that looked like a no-brainer to go and get him yeah. whether they didn't have the money or he didn't want to go there or what but it's interesting know, though, but... it's like, you know his dad is don't you yeah, Brendan Haaland, isn't it? Yeah, and Roy Keane. Did you yeah. yeah, I don't think that plays any. <laughs> I don't know if it was, <laughs> my, that was my that was my dad being yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to sign for him, Dad. Well, they're offering you three hundred grand a week, so <laughs> no. I think what I've heard as well is that I think in the twenty one twenty two season, like this release clause fee comes yeah. in in his contract, where obviously I'm not sure what it's set at, but I think it's quite. Tempting, yeah. I'm sure it's like something like fifty or sixty million. Yeah. Where basically, you know, if he carries on like he is, yeah. to be honest, if it was up to me, I think as Liverpool, just go and buy him and just load him out somewhere. They don't want him. It's just stuff you need to get him. See, it's like Matty said, such a such a good talent. And I think it looks inevitable. He's going to be a 
goal scorer yeah. for the next 10, 15 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's Matty's coverage of United against Wolves there. Um, we move on to the Sunday games. Burnley-Arsenal. Yeah. No, no. right. I'm <laughs> throwing the stats out here this week. Um, do you know there's only two teams in the league that have won less games than Arsenal this season? Two teams who've won less? Yeah. Norwich? Norwich and... West Ham? Watford. Oh, Watford, yeah. They're not 31 okay. points, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, so, so, well, I was going to say, that's like the battle for 10th, isn't it? Between Burnley and um, Arsenal. I think it's the yeah. Europa League. It's on the Europa League, aren't it? But I... I oh, yeah. I yeah. think it's yeah. yeah. like United a couple of years ago and just focus on the Europa League. But I know it's early days. I can't see it winning it though. That's the thing. That no, yeah. there's a lot of young off. players. They're, they're, you know, United are in like a transitional period, mm. like for, in forever basically. But like Arsenal are so do, behind. Do you think Arteta's getting a bit of like a bit of leeway at the moment? I know he's only just got there, and like I'm all for like giving people time and everything. But the consensus is that like. He's changed a few things around and like things are looking better and players are starting yeah. to play better and the character's better. I think the character's like, he's better. He's only won one league game yeah. in like I don't know how, how band, many it is, like eight games or something like that. I see that team sheet for that game. It's of Ezel, Abamian, Lacazette, Martinelli as well. Yeah. Ezel's gonna have to put what looks a bit what did I say on this yeah. podcast about Ezel, by the way? Shite. I've I've not to give him across the country that. Definitely. Apart yeah. from it, it's losing It was obvious what was going to happen, though. New manager comes in. He's his mate from when he yeah. played at Arsenal last time. You know, gives him a bit of a pep talk. Runs around a bit for a couple of games, has a bit of a try. Mm-hmm. And then just doesn't want to know again. Like, I think he's obviously a player who's been used to obviously being at Real Madrid, playing for Germany, winning the top honours. And I think, because he knows Arsenal aren't competing for anything, I think he's just like... I'm just I think he's, 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 it's, he's not blaming him necessarily but he summarises the problem at Arsenal and I think Manchester United have done a similar thing yeah. give him a big contract yeah. as soon as you give someone what, 350 400000 pound a week yeah. if he's not performing well and you have someone like Aubameyang in he's going to straight to the manager of the, yeah. the board and say might... why is he on that and I'm only on this yeah. and it pushes his up well yeah. that was the big thing with Ramsey wasn't it yeah. Ramsey I think that basically happened with Ramsey yeah. his contract was coming up and he's basically gone Ertel's on this. Yeah. I'm performing better than him. I'm yeah. getting goals. And it goes through the squad and by the two people get jealous of each other. Yeah. Um, even transfers coming in, you know, it's so publicised now what players are on that if you're a player and you're going to negotiate with Arsenal and Manchester United and you're a big money mm-hmm. signing, you know what their top guys are and you want to be on the same as him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it just... Because you, you imagine no Klopp putting up with him. No. He, no. Wouldn't. he wouldn't. He'd just get rid of him. Yeah. Well, yeah. But interesting. Just, whatever it takes, you get rid of him. Yeah. And like I, I said when we were, I think starting this out, I remember saying about Unai Emery. You could tell what he was trying to like. He was trying to fit, he, like he, he didn't have him in the squad, did he? No. no. He knew that he was like. He's a bad egg, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. But obviously, he probably wanted to get rid of him. But then, you know, the team weren't playing that well, and then he came back in that game against us in the league yeah, cup. Into played all right, and then suddenly people were like, oh, he should be in the it's team. A bit, it's a bit like Real Madrid with Bale, isn't it? You know, you've got a player who's on a massive contract. You want to get rid of him, but you 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 kind of like looking at everyone. Who's who's going to pay that? Hmm. You can't get rid of him, can you? You can't. To be fair, though, I don't think Bale's. Not no, I'm not comparing him because Bale will give you you know 100 yeah. percent when he plays. But I'm just trying to find a comparison where you know like a yeah. player who but again, who's been tried to get rid of whose fault's that though? When did he sign that contract? 
that latest contract. Oh, I'm not sure, but that would have been under when the Sudan, wouldn't it? Do you remember Sanchez went to United? Oh, uh, yeah. He signed the contract then because Sanchez and Ozil were both... Everyone was panicking because those two players were out of contract like the, um, you know, in 12 yeah. months. And Arsenal said, it's absolutely fine. We're getting Ozil down for another how, how many years. They signed him up for it, like another three, four years or something stupid. Hmm. Obviously, Sanchez left. But it was a way to kind of make a statement to the fans that, look, we're keeping our best players. Best players when it's, yeah. In reality, like at the time, like nothing's changed, has it? No. Like, yeah, he, he, you mentioned right. Klopp there. I think a big part of Klopp and our transfer policy is it's not just you come and sign for us and we'll pay you loads of money. Mm. You come and sign for us and regardless if we're the European champions or Premier League champions to be, you come and work hard, you fit in with our team, yeah. you, you apply, play our rules. And yeah. that's a big thing, the, the transfer policy of Liverpool. We don't just scout ability, we scout yeah. personality. Yeah. And yeah. Do, do the yeah. due diligence on the background of them as well. Yeah. Well, that's always been targeted at Arsenal. There's no leaders, there's no yeah. characters. And that... that, that, that that sums it up. You yeah. go into Liverpool's dressing room. It's you fun. know, you've got Henderson, you, Milner, Allison, and if you're not pulling your weight, you'll be told. It's like, yeah, it's obvious. But and it's that's like, a it's winning thing, dressing room. Like, and yeah. Arsenal haven't had that for years. Obviously, we have no affiliation towards Arsenal whatsoever, but you watch him, and I've seen him a few times. Where he, do you know when he comes off the pitch and he's done it like a few times in the big games and yeah, he just yeah, fucking yeah, walks struck, off at his own pace? That takes the absolute, yeah. that takes the piss for me. Like, yeah, yeah. That yeah, like that type of attitude, like that's why the club. That is where Arsenal are where they are. They need a rebuild because of they? that. That type yeah. of attitude. Yeah, it's similar to Manchester United, isn't it? Really. Yeah. It's great though. Again, for us, because it's like a big team who's always like competed with us for for like the top four, who have crashed and burned. Mm. So it's 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 an advantage us again. It shows, for next you, what it shows you what difference a club manager makes, doesn't it? You know, oh, yeah, Wenger out, Wenger out. Wenger's gone. And That's the thing with Wenger. He, he steadied the ship, didn't yeah. he? In the end, he was steadying the ship. Yeah. It's um, like Mourinho at Manchester United. He, and that season, he finished second. It was actually a good achievement, looking back. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, we'll give that credit to you, Mourinho. Um, turning to Mourinho, um, oh. Spurs, City... <laughs> Can, um, we, can we just talk about <laughs> talk about what Mourinho on the bench? Fucking hilarious! The yellow card. Oh, <laughs> oh he's ridiculous, isn't he? Um, like some people are like offended by that. But I just find it fuck. I just find it like a hilarious. panto act on it. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, that's like yeah. Oh. That that game, um, Spurs basically robbed that City. Like well, City, they once again fluffed the lines in front mm. of goal and. Obviously, going down to ten men completely changed the game, and that Spurs yeah. capitalised on that. that you signing? Oh yeah, on Francis. the chest bang. Yeah. How do you pronounce it? Yeah. Uh, Stephen. Stephen <laughs> Bergwijn. Bergwijn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Attempt. Yeah. yeah. They did miss like a load of chances, City, but um, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like Tottenham, like didn't really deserve it in the end. I thought. Mm. But Laporte's back now, isn't he? Laporte started. He didn't know. He, he wasn't. Know. He wasn't, wasn't featured at all. No. no. That's what I think. Like Fernandinho played pretty well, actually. But like, you look at the defense; it's weak. Like that oh, has been yeah. there, like Achilles' heel. The, whole thing, how bad the back four is. was Zinchenko, Fernandinho, yeah. Otamendi, and Walker. 
Yeah. And they've all got, for various different reasons, they've all got the fault, you know, as good as Fernandinho has been. And he played pretty well in that game. At the end of the day, he's a midfielder playing at centre-back. Like, Otamendi's not up to scratch. Sinchenko, I think, is fairly average. And Walker has his lapses as well. Like, So, I just think the, the, the back four just isn't good. It's not... They spent the money as well. Captain knows about it, but they they spent the money with it. Fifty on Stones, thirty on Samendi. God knows how much on fullbacks over the years. Yeah, yeah. There's no excuse really for it. No, no. Pep Guardiola got to look at himself in the mirror a bit, and I don't think he does that enough. To be honest, I think he. Well, that's the big one. I think sometimes he doesn't actually look at his own side and say, you know, well, they 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 missed the trick, didn't they? Beginning of the season, you know, you've lost um, company, company, and he never replaced them. Yeah. Like Stones like, and Otamendi have always flattered to deceive, yeah. haven't they? Well, City are one of the teams now who can pretty much go out and get whoever they want as well. And I think, why well, they didn't do that, um, especially in January as well. Maybe, unless he thought it had gone in January. I, th- January. I think they'll go and get um, that Soyun true from Leicester. Do you? Yeah. yeah I, I, he's a good player, he's done well last this season, but is, is he another bit of a Maguire? Where he'll be overpriced for what he actually yeah. brings to the table? I think he's a better player than Maguire. There's players, there's players across the order, players across the order. Yeah, I, I think they'll go. It's broad. definitely obvious what they yeah. need. Like, like I said, they're just they're weak at the back, so you can get you can get at them. And then the fact that you know they have, um, they know the league's gone, so like they're they're not they're not going to be naturally at the same at the same levels of what they were the the previous couple of seasons. So wasn't actually that surprising that they have been. Dropping points, so they probably will continue to drop points. The whole Mourinho antics then, where Sterling was it a red? I don't actually. I think I think all of the calls in that game were spot on, except one, when um, Sterling tried to win a penalty. He should have got a second yellow. I thought he should have went for that. Because how can you so give again, it no that's penalty? Again, that, that's like what we were talking about Liverpool game. It's a bit finicky. He's like he's gone at it dead quick. Yeah. The, and I don't know if the what like it's hard to see. It wasn't obvious enough. It wasn't like clear cut enough to give a penalty. But at the same time, like I don't think he has died. To be fair, I think momentum. I see like Ings one of the momentum's with him yeah. to take him away. He anticipates contact. That's he's what not, I'm saying. Yeah, he's looking for the contact. He's going down. And he's trying to brush his feet. Yeah. Big one for that was... I can see an argument for it Ronaldo again, but... always doing that. Yeah. He'd like run into the, the player. Yeah. But you don't think it was a red then on uh, Ali? I don't think it was. No. Because it's one of them, like the it's, angle where yeah. he's, he's just coming gone from. to, to block... You he's slow that down. Yeah. You slow it down and yeah. not seeing like the play before it in like real time. You go, yeah. oh yeah, it's a I red. I know you the shouldn't do well, this you... as well, but you've got to look at the players involved, like Sterling, Deli Ali, friends, aren't they? It's like England player. Like he's not gonna just go out to like crunch him completely, is he? Well no, I, I don't thought. I'd take that out of the And I know the I know you shouldn't look at it like that, but you've got to look at the challenge individually. Yeah. And... I think it's it's hard one, isn't it? Because you start taking it into Challenge out the game, and it's yeah. It's hard, I think it, that was the right. I think it's, I just, it's a general attempt to play the ball. Follow through from playing the ball. Yeah, I, thought, I thought yellow card yeah. was right. Yeah, I thought all the decisions, like frustrations with VAR, is like the tires. It's funny for that penalty. Oh, that was Two ridiculous. They kept playing. Yeah, like they, obviously the ball didn't go. Yeah. The thing is though, the ball didn't go out, so it was kind of like. Well, yeah, I said if this. the ball had gone out straight away, they would have just got. It would have yeah. made. Oh, what if this scenario happened? What if City had scored, or even better? What if Tottenham had scored? Does that mean they get a, a penalty as well? If Tottenham had scored, they would have taken it back. Yeah, and it would have been cancelled. Same as our game, doesn't it? If we'd 
so it'd be cancelled out yeah, just if the back team scored. Yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous though, isn't it? The game well, should have stopped. Well, that's the problem, is it's two arguments for it, isn't it? Because you could say, well, stop the game straight away, regardless of check a decision. But then, if that happens, you know, every every game, people mm-hmm. soon start getting annoyed by it. It if is we are, hard, If yeah. we're about to counter, people well, will go, give them a chance to counter. Well, but... I heard on the radio today, and they said, like, basically, the, the rules um, are that if it's in a neutral zone, which it actually was yeah. in some parts of the play, the referee should have blown. Yeah. Well, he did blow. It. Well, I don't. Know. Did he blow when he got the? the I suppose he blew when he I got the decision, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. No, the ball was now when he blew. When he blew. Off. So could we say he should have waited till the ball was in a neutral position, blown, and then gone to VAR to do the check? Well, to, I think they were made. The they were on the attack though, City for the majority of it, and then the, yeah. the ball went back to the keeper, and then he blew, and then he said right penalty. Mm. Uh, but so, it was the right decision. Like I know yeah. it's. Yeah, it I think it's get like. Like it does annoy me VAR and like my biggest gripe is the time it's taken that like, can be like so much more efficient. But I actually think like in a lot of games they're getting a lot mainly like well, right, aren't well, they? Well for me is that line where they say it's clear and obvious and there's been too many decisions which haven't been clear and obvious. Mm. Yeah. And I think if you stick to that rule and say clear and obvious, yeah. then well, let's face it, it kind of works. But it's one of them, isn't it? VAR this week. Hasn't had any bad press. Yeah. Well, you just wait until you know the yeah. next game week, two or three. Yeah. Exactly. So. Well, do you remember at the start of the season, like we were talking about this, like they weren't changing anything. Do you remember? Like they would, they weren't oh, turning yeah. over any decision, no. were they? Yeah. But now, like they went the other way and they like changed. Yeah. Loads of it's just trial error, I think, isn't like anything. Yeah. New. There, yeah, there is going to be like season. a bed yeah. in it period, isn't there? Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's game week twenty five results covered. Um. So yeah, next opponents are Norwich um, on the fifteenth of Feb. Shrewsbury. Half. Oh, well, next Premier League opponents. The kids. Yeah, let's let's face it. I, I think I heard it's fifteen pound, and you can it's take your kid. Sell out, you know. Is it a sell out? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Unbelievable. Um, sell out. Yeah. And it's a quid yeah. for the kid. Seen so that? Yeah. yeah Do you actually? I was looking at the odds before on this game. I actually think it's really hard to tell who's the favourites in this one. It is, isn't it? Because you, sort of, you look at our players and you sort of think, if they were going to go on loan somewhere, what league would you look at them in? Shrewsbury. It would be, it would be that league yeah. one, wouldn't it? Yeah. So it's probably... Plus, a... if you... If you um, what's the... Do you know what... What's it called? Now? Like, you know the Johnson Paint Trophy? Check a trade trophy. Is it check a trade? It was. You uh, said that in the voice of the advert. Check a trade. Check a trade. Um, but the under-23 teams like play in that Premier League... And they actually lose quite a few games to like League One, League Two oh, opposition. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't actually be that much of a shock if they were to beat us. Like, I don't know, I don't in a way, I think the favourites. In a way, it's, I know it's Anfield. It's, but I it's <laughs> well, that's the thing because I, I was intrigued by that. So I was looking at the odds. I can't remember exactly what they were, but like Liverpool were favourites, and I think Shrewsbury were like twenty three to ten. Yeah. Mm. Um. Well, yeah. Going back to the Norwich game, Matty. Um, Support an FA Cup game uh, We play them on the 15th But then we've got the Atletico game On the 18th Is that going to come into Klopp's thinking Is he going to maybe put out a bit more Of an understrength team against Norwich I'm going to say no Because we've got a two week break before it Hmm. And I think You'll almost almost want them to have a bit of match practice before it I think Ideal scenario is you get the game tied up at 60 minutes And start bringing Salah yeah. It never works out that But yeah, I think that's the way that should be done. Yeah. I was worried could... after any sort of winter break yeah. or warm weather training camp, I always worry because I, I don't know the record, but I always feel like after them breaks, we're always. Oh, yeah, we always struggled. had a lull, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think, I don't know if the tempo's not quite there. Yeah. So I think 
probably get full we, strength on Can we just go back to the FA Cup? I know you just don't want to talk about it. Go but on. Do you, do you think it's the right decision to... Um, what Klopp's doing? To field the under-23s and for and not Neil Priestley to be yeah. in charge? Do they, do, do yes. I think I'm saying no. Okay. Go on then. Give <laughs> your arguments. My argument is I'm happy to play in the under-23s. But I think if you're the other uh, 23 players and you've got Jürgen Klopp managing you that night, I think that gives you, gives you massive inspiration. Yeah, and extra yard, yeah, yeah, it does. I think, I think, I'm sure Klopp had a holiday book, doesn't it, to be honest? Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he wasn't at Melwood today. I beef of it too. Uh, <laughs> but I just think it would have meant a lot to them players. Yeah, I can kind of see where Klopp's coming from because obviously, mm. you know, what he's come out it of is, the press, yeah. he wants to honour what the Premier League Oh, yeah, League I agree with said. that. I'm happy with yeah. that. And it's setting a precedent, isn't it? Or if he, you know, if he... Um, thing he's to it now, like, bows down to it now and, you know, it just sets a precedent for other seasons then. But what he's doing is, is basically going, no, we are, the first team is going to have a proper break. Yeah. Mm. Obviously, he's going to have a proper break. But maybe what he could have done was potentially... Have Critchley there with him. Yeah, the assistance almost there. Because that's the thing. At the end of the day, Klopp doesn't. You know, he's probably seen these players. (laughs) He's probably seen these players. You know, coming into the first team to train and things like that. Maybe what I think just having there, just even you know, even he is away somewhere. If he just flew in for that that game that night almost. To be fair, if it was any of it, it's hard to be critical of him, and he's a bit like untouchable, isn't he? Because if that was anybody else, like. It's, it's be honest. It's a first team fixture. Yeah. The reason we're playing it is because we didn't win the first game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he should actually, he should really be there. Let's be honest. I think he has like just he, for some reason he's got this thing in his head that oh we got this thing from the Premier League blah 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 like but yeah he's using that card basically oh you can't have a go at me because yeah, yeah. but I think he is can. getting away with it because he's you know the fact that. <sighs> We've been so good this season. What does it mean? He's controversial, he burnout. Yeah. Criticising the boss. Well, that's the thing. It's hard to be critical, <laughs> isn't it? But yeah. I, I do actually kind of agree with not. I do think he probably should manage the team because it is a first-team fixture. And it's not like... He the one earlier in the season, it was unavoidable because of the travel call, arrangements and things like that. So that's completely fine. Yeah. But in this instance, there was always going to be... And it's poor from the Premier League in terms of timing, but there was always going to be the chance... That there could be a replay in that in that two week slot. There's other Premier League teams playing replays as well, mm. so they're going to be they're not filled in like under twenty three teams. Yeah, and there's players anyway. well who come back from injury. You could argue you could do with the game time as well, but yeah. Anyway, do you want to talk about fantasy football because we've got less than five minutes? Uh, well, quickly before fantasy football score predictions. Um, obviously, the West Ham one, uh, I got right. Uh, Might you got wrong. Uh, Southampton won I was very close with 3 This is almost But it came up 4-0 So we'll as jump rigged on rigged as Liverpool's title This uh, is uh, uh, um, I've just got class On the old score predictions um, So I'll kick off With the Norwich one um, It's away Nice little break I shall say 3-1 Well I hate doing these Like when it's it's so far off and we've got a game in between even though it's not just because you're losing you, you wouldn't be saying this if you were like four <laughs> three scores nil. ahead 3-0 three three and it was very close with 3-0 but... um, right let's jump on to this then fantasy football um... we're all shit end it there yeah uh, who wants to kick off 
I'll quickly go through mine. Um, continuation of um, a nightmare. It doesn't matter who I put in my team. Uh, they don't form. So Aguero, Vardy and Ings, all blank. Died them up front. Alexander-Arnold was my captain again, which wasn't a bad choice. Got a clean sheet. Gomez got a clean sheet. Six points. And Patricio got eight points. Um, giving me 43 overall. Which was below the forty-seven average. Fucking hell! No, there's a nice. You did worse thing. than me. I'm awful. I've I thought mine was bad on thirty-nine, but you got thirty. I've got three strikers: him and Ings and Vardy, who don't want to score for me now. De Bruyne sadly doesn't want to make any more assists. <laughs> He's captain. Madison's just gone off the boil completely. Yeah, that's bad. Um, yeah, mine thirty-nine. Um, dropping like a well I say dropping like a stone I'm still in our league fourth but yeah my biggest scorer was Allison with eight um, how many did you get overall? 39 so I got the most oh, yeah, yeah, I got, I got 30 that's, bad, that's that. shocking yeah that is bad yeah. Um, so I actually had a good week in comparison yeah so yeah it's not looking but right yeah, here's the key right, the key so fantasy football question before we, fin- before we finish you getting Jordan Anderson in your team? Well, you certainly should, shouldn't you? <laughs> Let's have a look at your midfield. Fleck, bring him in for him. Grealish, Almiron. Traore. Mm. I've got Mane as well, obviously. But yeah, you wouldn't be brave enough to take Mane out there, would you? I don't know, but what like genuine question? Henderson must be quite cheap. Oh yeah, big time. He's, he's probably got, he's probably on the same price as Fleck, isn't he? He's got to be worth a punt, <laughs> hasn't he? Romeo. <laughs> he's got to be worth a punt. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, there are scores, um, which I'm sure you wanted to hear. Um, Henderson five point four. There you go. 5.4. Yeah, that's an absolute steal. That is. I can see people drafting him in. You know, he's got ninety two points to date as well. Doesn't too shabby. So what is he on the midfield score then? Is he fourth highest or something? Is he third there? Just for Liverpool or whoever. Anyway, don't bother getting them in. It's behind Cantwell. It'll be shit. It's on the same point as Cantwell. Cantwell. Um, so, yeah, next podcast will be on the 17th of February uh, following the Norwich and Game Week 26 results. There is no Matt Wood. Um, he's Galavan. If we lose. <laughs> I know, yeah, the curse, the curse. And Matt Wood leaving us. Um, yeah, he's going to Romania for some. Um, Snow, um, for a few nights. Uh, so I will be joined by the upgraded uh, Matt Norton. Um, I think he's sat in well. Uh, Did Joe Gomez and push him out the team. And... I know, yeah, yeah. See you later, Lovren. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, and it will be a new studio as well. It will be yeah. at my house um, for a change. So no, no more luxury surroundings. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's probably going to be a car crash. Um, so, yeah, remember to listen follow and share our podcast uh, find us on our twitter page at just another liv1 and that's it from me goodbye cheers goodbye